0: Welcome to Frock Flicks, the historical costume movie podcast. And I'm your host, Tristan L. Bass, with our original Broadway recording cast of... Sarah Lorraine, Kendra Van Cleve, And today we are reviewing the TV series Poldark, the new one from 2015. This is a remake, or a second version, um, because there was one back in the 70s. It's on uh, premiered uh, in the on the BBC in was it January or earlier in 2015, and is now uh, starting on PBS in June of 2015. And this one stars Aidan Turner as the eponymous uh, hero Poldark.
1: Eleanor Tomlinson yes. plays uh, one of the lead roles, and she was in The White Queen. She played Isabel Neville. And uh, Ross's cousin, Verity, I don't know the actress's name, but she played, oh God, the plain Bennett sister uh, in the Pride and Prejudice story. Mary. Mary, um, but in Lost in Austin.
0: The costume designer is Marianne Agertoft. I'm going to totally fuck that up. Uh, Who also did uh, Death Comes to Pemberley, which uh, we've talked about on our blog as well. So uh, it's a great cast. Um, This is a six-episode miniseries. I think it's eight episodes,
2: actually.
0: yeah, It's eight episodes, sorry. Um, The original series um, aired in 1975 on the BBC also. It was hugely popular. That was about, oh, I think 19 or 20 episodes, and then it had a second series that was another 16 or so. So this is a somewhat condensed series. It's all based on a... a, uh, a book series uh, that was written in the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, and it's it's based on it's it's all about the story of Ross Poldark, a uh, British soldier who fought in the um, American Revolutionary Wars, who comes back to his home in
1: Cornwall in seventeen eighty one. Yes, and um, it it recounts no, seventeen eighty three. Yes,
0: he, he fought in the wars in seventeen eighty one, and it comes he comes back. He was thought of. He, he was presumed dead, um, and he comes back, and surprise, he's alive. Uh, he surprises his family and, and, and friends and relations um, that he's alive, and um, uh, troubles ensue because he has romantic entanglements, and um, his father has died, and so he has to take over um, his, his estate, and so there's a lot of different um, machinations about uh, romance, and there's... Economic and socio-political uh, things going on, so it's a real it's a real soap opera, a real romantic story. Um, again, the original story and the original books are this long, sprawling story. It's kind of there's a, like forty novels or something. Well, it's there's ridiculous. there's um, uh, I think seven original novels that were made in the first series, and and so this one is very compressed. Um, but it was kind of the British Gone with the Wind uh, at the time. So if you can imagine how seminal and how you know, hugely romantic and, and
1: sweeping, uh, and sweeping this epic, does.
0: epic story this was, and Ross and, and Elizabeth and Demelza, and, and all of these characters were just so iconic and dramatic, both in the 40s and the 50s when the, when the books came out, and then in the 70s when the first series came out. And so this is the new telling of that iconic story
2: and i just want to point out Aiden Turner is hot. <laughs> yes. Aiden Turner, who i am going to say he has a small but mighty background right now. He's he's actually fairly new on the scene. I was looking at his IMDb. I think he's only got like 10 credits to his name overall. Hmm. But uh, of course, most most well known right now for playing Keeley in the Hobbit trilogy, and all of my all of my friends who are way into Tolkien are super annoyed by the fact that, you know, they they expanded Keeley's role, <laughs> gave him a love interest who is an elf, and and that wasn't supposed to happen. And also Keeley is really attractive, and because it's Aiden Turner, and I'm like whatever, he's cute, doesn't matter, I'll watch him. And like at this point, I will watch Aiden Turner. I don't know, lick the wallpaper because <laughs> he's pretty hot.
1: The thing you might have seen him in is called Desperate Romantics. I think it came oh, yeah. out about 2009, and it's all about Pre-Raphaelites. And I can't remember. He which. plays um, he plays Dante Gabriel Rossetti. Yes, he does. Like the ultimate yes. rock guy.
0: So yeah, he has he is making his mark now, and I'm I bet he's going to be in a lot of uh, big things now because this is this is going to be the big sweeping epic romance of the year, and um, I, bigger I, than Outlander it's 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 up there it's i'd say well okay let's say it's gotten it's getting and has gotten a lot of great press um in the uk and the commonwealth where it's already played um it's it's huge on twitter and social media already i don't want to play the
2: whole like outlander versus poldark but i have to say poldark does not have nearly enough shagging in it (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's not that's that there is true let's let's say it from the from from right ahead this is not the hey, i pull Ameri- no <laughs> this is not the american cable version this is uh, not on stars no but
2: here's the thing i don't understand so like back in the day in like the 80s 70s 80s even a little bit of the 90s you know british british television was known for its full frontal male nudity like what happened to that Really? In costumes? Oh my god, still? yes. Oh my god,
0: yeah. But Reigns of the Day? Dude.
1: There's full frontal
0: and Remains of the Day? I believe so. But yeah. it wasn't sex. It was just walking around. It yeah. wasn't shagging. Still. still, Peen. <laughs> because, you know, like, again, Brideshead Revisited, too. You had a lot of butts, but you didn't have... Oh, come on. there was you a didn't have the This is Okay,
1: so the point is, is that the emphasis in this is on the romantic angle and not on the getting down and dirty angle. Just exactly. slightly disappointing, you know, to wit Aiden Turner. It's,
0: it's definitely the sweeping epic romance. It's and safe
1: to watch with your 12 year old. Very safe. Very, very much so. You could
0: watch it with your grandmother.
1: Yes. Yeah. You really could. You really could.
0: <laughs> um, so let's, um, given that, let's jump straight into the costumes because um, the story, I think you really need to watch it and, you know, watch for the dialogue, watch for the interactions. Um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of little stuff that you're, you're only going to catch if you're watching it
1: super close up. Yeah. It's also the one thing I'll say as someone who's watched more episodes than the other two, um, it's very, it's sort of unusual to me in that, like, I think of a Jane Austen novel or, you know, adaptation, and those usually feel like they cover a couple, a couple of months in in time, maybe because, you know, you've got hero and heroine meet, whatever, blah, 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 they get together. This one is much covers much more time, so a lot more things happen, a lot more twists and turns and plot turns, and it's not just, you know, guy meets girl and how they get together. It keeps going and going, Definitely. and so there's lots more. So it, it felt a little more episodic Definitely. that way.
0: And now I'm the only one of the three of us who, who have watched and remember the original series because I'm, like, old as the wind. And, um, so I will frequently, perhaps in this podcast, but definitely as we were watching this was comparing it to the original, which had... Every other scene.
2: She would not shut up. (laughs) Yeah, well... Ask her about the candles on the hat.
0: We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, so the original had, you know, almost 20 episodes in the first series, and this has eight... And, and the original really kind of reeled out the story and, and had this slow build and, and had these long, luscious scenes of with, with lots of dialogue between, you know, like Ross and Elizabeth about why we can't get married and, and I have to reject you even though we had this understanding. and And it felt really rich and really there was just so much of, you know, you really get these characters and really understand, you know, why these things are happening to them and it was really heartrending and and you could see why you know why this is going on and 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 to me this version this new version felt rushed and very much like why is elizabeth ditching him he's hot do you not see i mean he's fucking hot um you're ditching him for this poncy little francis dude yeah hey uh, what mom? is it
2: with everybody naming their poncy little dudes francis yeah, I it's have a poncy I, name it's a it poncy. poncy i mean because your mom but i am team francis in general
0: but because because your mom said so wah wah you know it's just like okay
1: all right but yes but if you were somebody like sarah or i who don't come to it with you know baggage. a comparison and baggage <laughs> then you can take it as it is so let's get into the costumes all right so into
0: the costumes so again, it's set in 1781 um, 17, to, 80, to 83. No, 83, pretty 83, much. 83, 84. Yeah. It's two years after. Yeah. 81 is when they splash that on the screen, is when he's um, in Virginia with the regiment and he gets shot at and they think he's dead. But then, then they then cut and they it say says two, two, years. two
2: years
0: later. Right. So let's. Canberra, I know, has some opinions.
1: I do. Well, so let's. Where do we want to start? Let's start with Ross. Okay, so Ross. Ross um, so, I mean, I think you have to talk a little bit about the character. Yeah. So he's this sort of—I don't know if he's a reformed rake, but he has a history. Yes. Um, and he's very much man of the people. So he has the common touch. He yeah. very much has the common touch. He is down with the peeps. Um, and so I would say he his costume very much um is influenced by that so
2: the thing i wasn't actually can i interrupt for a
1: second i know his his uncle um is
2: is the lord of the manor basically so i'm assuming his father was like the second son
1: possibly i get the impression that they were also a pretty uh prominent family but since he's been gone his parents have died and everything's fallen to wreck and, and ruin. And then I guess
2: the, the plot, of course, is that he comes back from Virginia, from the colonies after, you know, he was supposed to be dead, and he finds his father is dead, and his his home, his lands are in ruin, and there's a whole, the plot really is about how he rebuilds his lands and his house and his name and... And then reopens his mine, His copper mine. Which,
0: Tin mine.
1: Tin mine. Although, no, they go. talk about copper mine, But yes. it's supposed to be tin mines. Well... But anyway, okay. It's copper in this. Okay. They <laughs> said copper gonna, a couple of times. You're going to get a lot of this from Tristan. Yes. Sorry. But, so the point is, is he spends most of his time doing manual labor, whether it be on the land or in the mine. So... He's very much in nubby linens and things like that. Um, I don't know if I have anything major. I mean, I think it, it worked. None of it was, you know, ragtag enough that it was weird, but it was clearly a lot of work clothes and things like that. His hair is a little bit romanticized to me. <laughs> I mean, it kind of works if it was maybe 1795, 1800, that sort of thing. Um, it would work better if he still had a queue, a long tail in back. But I feel like it's a little bit long and wavy and blowing in the wind um, for 1784. He's awfully fashion forward.
0: It's, yeah, it's very much romanticized. And I think that's a theme you'll find throughout all the costumes is that it's it's romanticized. This is 18th century romance. It is. It's very
1: sort of 18th century instead of like 1784. Now, I would say it's later 18th century. But it's not, they're clearly not going for a year. They're clearly not trying to nail that down. They're just going for a sort of an impressionistic late 18th century look.
2: I'm sure if there are people who pay attention to recycled costumes, I'm positive you'll probably find that several of those costumes in Poldark have been in other movies because it just looks like the sort of Film that does not actually—it's pulling from previous productions and from stock. Yeah, um, sure, one because it is five. kind of a mishmash, and yeah. there's a, there's a handful of females in costume that okay. aren't like you know wearing
0: rags. Uh- <laughs> no, I mean we should let, uh, let's uh, go over should, some of the main female. Costumes.
2: Yeah, I was okay. gonna. Well, I was gonna talk about. Um, I, I was just gonna kind of give an overview, I guess, of like my mm-hmm. impressions of the of the costumes, um, the women's costumes, the upper class
1: women's generally. costumes
2: in this and believe you know there's only like four ladies that yeah but they really, get a significant amount of screen they time. do get a significant amount of screen time um and again, i'm looking at my notes that i took here which are ridiculous it's you know basically 1781 aiden turner is hot 1783 aiden turner is still hot with a scar and then i have two notes underneath it hair sucks except for extras and then the skirts are not poofy enough and i think that was the main thing i had the issues with <laughs> with the women's clothes in general is that their their costumes, their skirts just look so flat. Especially the main character Elizabeth, who's supposed to be the like the love interest initially of, of Ross. Um, she just looks she's tall and thin and, you know, stately looking and everything, but she just has these these gowns that just sort of hang on her like dish rag, you know. It's blech.
1: well and to me that that's sort of the there's nothing that and um, I mean, obviously, we will get into talking about, you know, to what degree do the costumes suit the story and the characters and all that. But there's, the costumes are nice, but there's nothing that's going to make you jump up and down and go, ooh. I mean, I'll say, having watched some later episodes, there are some gowns where you can tell that, oh my gosh, so-and-so suddenly has a new gown and you're supposed to see them in a new light. And you're like, that's eh, a, you know, slightly nicer fabric or something, but yeah, there's kind of an overall very sort of simple look to things. That's not to say they aren't wearing silk and things like that, but yeah. There's the skirt, no, like, bum the, rolls. The or... skirts are small, the trimming is restrained, there's no bum rolls, there's no, Penny like, coats. massive hats with lots of trimmings or anything like that. And, you know, fair enough. It's Cornwall, this is the middle of nowhere. Yes, they're the gentry, but they're, none of them are, they're clearly all struggling financially because you know their their uh, fortunes are contingent on mining, which is you know in, in a big slump in Cornwall in this era. right just, and, 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 so... there's,
0: and there is a lot of, of, of points made about how the fortunes are very on the edge, the, the mining, the farming even, so, everything so about that... the economics of the of the area is very they're struggling, even the gentry, they their fortunes are you know very constrained. So, as far as like things like trimmings and hats and and you know furnishings, yes, that is. But still, they should have enough petticoats.
2: Right. Well, I'm also thinking too, like, and I know we, we give a lot of excuses. I think for and and I'm one to do this as well. You know, oh, well, this is the country and this is they're poor-ish. I still think you know if you go back in the day. A woman in in Cornwall and the boon, you know, the boonies in Cornwall, who's like a you know landed gentry wife or whatever, she'd still put her hair up. She wouldn't be walking around with we'll like this. Hair, we'll, get yeah. we'll get to hair. We'll get to hair. Well, I mean, in general, yeah. and also, yeah, there would be bum rolls. There would yes. be some yeah. sort of petticoat, petticoat, some yeah. sort of padding to the the silhouette that was fashionable at the yeah. time. And and that was clearly, I mean, even though they didn't have a lot of money, obviously, yeah. this is what we're trying to you know right. impress upon you guys is that they didn't have a lot of money, and yeah. we're supposed to see that,
1: but it's still, they would be trying to be as fashionable as they possibly could. And I will say, I think, uh, you know, I think in general the upper class women um, are pretty. I mean, there's variance between the different characters and we'll talk about that. I think overall it's pretty, but it's restrained. I think it would make a lot more sense for something like 1795 or so. Mm-hmm. Again, though, but they're trying to do generic late 18th century and they're trying to show restrain, you know, a restrained look. So again, you know, nothing's ugly, nothing's, egregious, anything like that. It's just, I mean, you're certainly not going to be palpitating on the floor covered in macaroons because it's not <laughs> Marie Antoinette and it's not supposed to be. Exactly. So, but there were, some, you know, there are subtle details and sure. things that are nice. Well, let's,
0: let's first talk about something. some things that are good, particularly in the women's costumes, and then we'll get to some of the things that are bad because I know we have some issues. Um, I think some of the things that are good were, um, say, for example, Elizabeth's mother, um, so one of the older women, mm-hmm. had some very nice gowns. And she really represented for the gentry, um, showing that you know kind of the older uh, landed wealth uh, really showing what it could be. I mean, again, she still had some kind of floppy skirts, but you know there were she there. She, it's funny because she had a lot of scenes showing her from the back, um, showing she was discussing things with Elizabeth or with someone else. And you could see the nice seaming you know, historical seaming, and a little bit of
1: trim, and the back of her head. And she always had the nicest fabrics. Yeah, and the nice be fabrics, an interesting, yeah. damask or something yeah, like that.
0: And so she always looked kind of spot on for the period. Um, and then Elizabeth herself,
1: I, I felt like too
0: actually
2: bad. Verity. Um, the uh the, the cousin yes. slash sister spinster spinster, spinster, spinster. Sister. she's 25 and she's clearly a dried up old husk. Yeah. Um, but I liked her outfits. I actually thought that those were some of the better young ladies' outfits that they portrayed in there. Even though they you know gave it to someone who was supposed to be homely and and you know washed up and was never going to have any prospects but i maybe it's just cuz her shape is a little bit more conducive to that period style like she has a rounder face and she's clearly curvier than the the main girl playing elizabeth um, but I felt like her costumes kind of just looked better in general.
1: Well, they we also have her, I mean, I, I sort of agree. Although I think, again, if you think of what they're going for character-wise, I think Elizabeth is supposed to, I mean, Grant, so there, there's a generation gap between mom mm-hmm. and Elizabeth, obviously. Mm-hmm. So she's supposed to look a little more modern, whatever. And I think the look they were going for with her was elegant. And mm-hmm. I think that they mostly do it. Um, well, um, that sort of narrow silhouette, if you're going for that sort of tall and elegant look, works. She's often in a sort of a very plain, redding goat, but nice, you know. And then with Verity, um, I agree with you. And I think what they what they were doing was they were dressing her nice, but I felt like the color palette was very neutral. So it's showing she has money, but she's the dried up old husk, you know, <laughs> who dares to be unmarried at 25. Um, so... I think you know, just subtle variations there. Like
2: Verity's costumes. I honestly, I think Verity's costumes, out of all the gowns that I saw in the like three episodes that we watched, were um, just the most interesting detail-wise. Like her ball gown, she wears it twice. It's like a, a once as a dinner gown, and then once it to a, a ball, and it's it's a, like a slightly peachy pink muslin, um, sort of got this like vague chemise all around look to the front of it but it's very structured and it's an interesting gown and I thought yeah. it, it has that neat neat little tail yeah in it back. has a little like a little mm-hmm. tail and at yeah, the back of the bodice. pictures sort of, yeah yeah it's, interesting. it's just a really interesting design um and then uh and then she had another gown. I don't know if we want to talk about it right now, but my favorite is the striped red gown. Oh, gown that yes. she wears during the dueling scene, which that I was gorgeous. Loved. It really is gorgeous.
1: That's literally like so far the best. I don't know maybe there's other. That's one thing I will you say, know. you know, for any costume yeah. designer if you're in that like, oh, we need to keep it restrained, throw some stripes in yeah. there because <laughs> if you do some nice seaming and fitting on yeah. stripes, it can look very subtle and still gorgeous yeah. in True. a way that solids don't as much.
2: It sure. reminded me a lot of the sort of thing you'd see in The Duchess, yeah. which kind of made me think maybe
0: recycled costumes yeah. would that one might have come up from somewhere yeah. else. But it well, was a really beautifully done costume. It really was elegant, yeah. um, and and also because that was a crucial scene, it was it was you know Verity's most dramatic scene uh, early in the series. So it's it's perfectly appropriate for her to have a really excellent gown during that scene. Uh, so you know that really fit.
1: One other thing I'll mention is that um, they show them, again, I'm on about episode six or seven, and there's a lot of re-wearing of gowns, which I like. You can clearly tell this is their wardrobe, and, you know, these are my two nice gowns, and these are my, you know, riding gowns, and, you know, whatever. And that makes perfect sense, and I like that, actually. I don't, you know, it's not very believable when someone whips out a new dress for every occasion, and certainly not in this, you know, economic scenario would it would it make any sense i really like it when series do that
0: because Mm -hmm. it does it adds that air of believability and they feel like
1: clothes instead of costumes yeah it makes
0: it makes Mm -hmm. the characters understandable and kind of more relatable Mm -hmm. as opposed to just Mm
1: -hmm. i'm a
0: fashion plate every single Mm -hmm. scene is something different yeah Mm -hmm. that said there are shows where the characters should be that way but not everywhere and this this Again, for this story, it makes sense that they would have a wardrobe that they keep using over and over again in bits and pieces of. Well,
1: everything. and also if you're going to talk historical accuracy, this is an era when retrimming and restyling was massive. I mean, Definitely. you talk about Rose Bertin and people like that. They, you know, granted, that's yeah. you know, that's France and royalty and all of that, but still, their whole industry was in trimming. It was not actually making dresses. Yep. That Those were the, the star, quote-unquote, dressmakers were actually trimmers and zhuzers and <laughs> ensemble thrower togethers. They were not actual, we sit down and sew so you a dress people. Of course. So um, and there's actually there is a scene later on where uh, Elizabeth has a dress remade for a ball and it's Excellent. it's nice and they talk about well, that it's being remade, etc. One other specific thing I can think of is Demelza, who is the um, ragamuffin kitchen who, who yes. Ross sort of adopts as his kitchen maid. Um, she starts off very raggy and then he takes her to town and buys her a cloak. And this is a 50-50. On the one hand, I love, they they do one of those cloaks that's like a, I don't know what the fabric is, but it's a lightweight. You see them a lot in um, sort of the south of France where it's a cotton, maybe a solid on the outside and then a print on lining. And then it has a really wide band of ruching that goes all down the the front openings and along the hem. And so I've totally seen those those cloaks, you know, in so many museums and things like that. Now the flip side is, it's Cornwall. Get the poor girl some wool. Yes, it very much looks like it's a cotton calico yes. or something. And I'm just she's thinking... running
2: around in, in muslin. Like yeah. literally a muslin shift. Yeah. And, that's and I think it.
1: probably barefoot too yeah. to yes. start. And yeah. I just... The girl would have died of frostbite. Yeah. Come yeah. on, admit it. Yeah. Um. All right, so we've alluded... Oh, one more. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the great aunt. I think the great aunt oh, yes. character, she's small, but I like her. Um, this is uh, Ross's great aunt yes. who lives with Verity and Elizabeth Augusta, and all of that. I think yeah, I think August something yeah. like that. She's often in black, which is nice. And the the t- the, th- the touch that I like with her is that she's always in caps. Yeah, um, and they're actually pretty nice caps. They've no, got some ruffles and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I like it because partially, you know, we kind of think of older ladies in caps, but also because when she was young, caps would have actually been a fashionable accessory. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense that that's mm-hmm. something. That she hangs on to. And so I like that there is clearly, again, you see it somewhat with Elizabeth's mom, but even more with the great aunt, Definitely. this uh, generational gap in terms of clothes.
0: She is a bigger character in the in the uh, earlier series, okay. but that's because it's a longer series. So, so you've got been, more room to yeah, do that. She does more machinations of, of things. Um, so Caps is a good segue to
1: hair. I got issues.
0: kendra has got
1: issues. Understandably. Oh. Okay, yes. I will fully loose. admit... A, I am a hair geek. B, I have done a ton of research and self-published a book on 18th-century hair and wig styling. If you want to buy it, feel, please feel free. 18thcenturyhair.com. Anyway, the point is that I've done a lot of research, so I know the hair is very impressionistic, and the shapes are on some people are weirder than others. Elizabeth's shape, in general, is okay. Verity's hair. I don't know what is going on. So I've looked at it in (laughs) in general. So there's these sort of curls around the front of the face. And then she has a braid wrapped around her head with her hair tucked up at the nape of the neck around the braid. And it looks like something out of the 1940s. And just the silhouette is weird. And I know, of course, they're trying to make her look like the plain Jane spinster, you know, blah, blah, blah. But what the hell is going on there? Now, again, I would say the hair is very impressionistic. It's up in these sort of big rolls often with a ringlet or two hanging down on most of the ladies um the backs are very much not what the hair should look like and i have will have a post on (laughs) frockflix.com where i will give you a visual of what the hair should look like that being said not many people get the details of this hair era right so i know that i am completely being a nitpicker and, in, and in and having these and at least,
0: standards. at least Verity's hair is up, whereas half the time Elizabeth's hair is down.
1: Yes. Usually, no, granted, at home, but still. Okay, no, it's not just Elizabeth, because well, you will see Demelza of- does the see- Of the upper
0: class ladies. Okay. Because I'll... I'll, I'll the lower, the class, lower class, like... It shouldn't be down, but it is, and whatever. But no, the but I class, have a rant about it's that. More, it's more offensive to me that the upper class ladies have their hair down
1: randomly, and like, woo, I'm so airy-fairy. Well, but it's also, it's not just down. So it's, the very front is pulled up yes. into what is essentially the silhouette from when you were like 12 in Catholic school, <laughs> and you put a barrette right up on top of your hairline on top of your head. That's what it looks like. It looks like a 12-year-old a Catholic's girl in 1986. <laughs> yes. So it'd be one thing
2: if...
0: That's the key,
2: 1986. That's, that's what annoys me. I went to Jewish private school. Well,
0: uh, they probably did but that in But 1986 is the key,
1: not yes. um, 1784. Whatever, yes. And there, then I also have a rant about the lower-class women. Now, granted, I like that they mostly were wearing caps, and they usually had the front of their hair back, but the back down. Now, I have to say... If you're do if you're cleaning the house, if you're vacuuming, if you're taking your dog for a walk, I just have if you're to say, I any... had to put my hair up just to watch this show. Yes, the <laughs> yes. my just hair podcast. My hair had to be up for the podcast. Yes, hair right. is annoying when you're trying to do any kind of manual labor, and they're clearly trying to imply that these are down in the dirt, mucky peasants. Blah blah blah. Then they would not care about having their hair down a well b would be something that you would do until you were about 12 but just on the practical level it drives me crazy because it's so impractical you're not tilling the fields with your hair hanging loose because it's totally freaking annoying
0: if you have all the all of you out there with long hair Preach, Raise your hand right? if Try you that. leave your hair down when you're doing vacuuming shit around the house. No, you don't. You put it up in a ponytail. You put a clip. You do something. Tilling the fields. But if you till the fields, turning with your, the butter with you. If you churn the butter with your hair hanging low. <laughs> Seriously, you are in the minority. Those your hair. hair now, you the
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> now the flip side is, let's commend them okay. for actually having the upper class characters wear their hair up when they're out of sure. the house. True. True. Because but actually, like, if I compare that... Well, yes, we'll come back to that. Remember hats. Okay. But if you compare that, for example, it just sprung into my mind, um, New Worlds, which is a 17th oh, right. century set a mini series that came out about six months ago. I reviewed it on frogflix.com Um, and it is one of those ones where they clearly used about two bobby pins to yes. take two little strands of hair from the front and sort of pull them back and otherwise the hair is just down. And so I will say this is a massive improvement because that is actually the current trend is basically yeah. hair down.
0: It's not even the current trend. It's it's the it's The de rigueur. Which
1: I think actually reflects the sort of the modern, that very, you know, your simple beachy waves, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's
0: historical, is air quotes, by the way, historical (laughs) equals hair down because in Yolden times... They have long hair. They had long hair. They didn't have a cut. They didn't do pixie cuts or bobs or whatever. They all had long, and flowing long hair, hair in and the it's we, romantic. In the wind.
1: It's cover romance. Can we novel? mention?
2: Can we can we mention now the whore and her hair? Yes! yes, the the
1: red magenta streaks. She has dark brown hair with literal. They've gone in. Tristan and, had this hairstyle in
2: what totally. eighty seven. Even the eighty
0: seven spec- through like through like 89,
1: eighty nine specific extensions. Or they have literally bleached just, strands and dyed the magenta oh, they're
0: completely. This distant. is the
1: whore I know, but it doesn't matter. It is so not eighteen. It's George George fabulous. Willow,
0: what's his name? Warleggan. Warleggan. George Warleggan. First, you see this whore when he's in his study or whatever and the whore comes in and like, hey baby. Um, clearly, you know, she's banging him. And then Poldark sees her in um the the Cavern and and he says no thanks not right now but then after the ball he's like oh baby I need you now because I got worked up over the shit going on in the ball where I couldn't ball Elizabeth <laughs> and and he goes and, and bangs her and so we get three scenes with her there's more and there's more of her coming and I'm up. sure
1: there's more and if you blink we get three you miss scenes three
0: scenes in one episode or maybe it was a two anyway we get we get she's three, committed
1: sc- to the magenta she hair. has
0: the serious. Hard, uh, hardcore magenta streaks, no. um, special effects, manic panic, flamingo pink. She you know? looks a
2: lot like magenta from Rocky Horror Picture.
0: I have used, used that <laughs> hair color. I may even have a little bit dried up in my cabinet somewhere.
1: Although, what's actually interesting, though, okay, now that we're done ranting, although we're probably never no. done ranting. No, we're never done ranting. <laughs> but, let's, so why would they do that? And I think it's interesting because... It things, matches her dress? But the things oh, that historically crazy. would have marked her as a prostitute no longer do that anymore. So maybe being in sort of shabby or, but I'm also thinking like shi- slightly, you know, shinier, ch- sort of chintzy clothes, wearing a little too much makeup, those kinds of things. I think those she's actually don't. Patch. I know she's a patch. Those kinds of things probably don't read anymore to a modern also, audience. Also I'm not all, done. Okay. They probably don't read to a modern audience as prostitute, and so now they have to come up with something that makes her look a little bit over the top to show that she's not. Your they her Am I allowed to, to put some here? gears
2: on? Am I allowed to go speak? Ahead. You are allowed. to Okay, speak. Well, I was going to say also when all your female characters are wearing, running around with their hair down. Exactly. And here's a whore, and she's got her hair down. It's like, how do you make the whore with her hair down stand out from the non-whores with their hair down?
0: Pull her shirt down a little bit. Show her stick her tits out more. Yeah, no, you know that's it's, this is this is BBC One. Apparently, they can't do that. They could have put her because none of the <laughs> other women have their tits down, so she could have had her tits down a little bit more, a
1: little, a little, a little more, you know, cleavage, cleavage. Or again, they could have. I would have put her in in nice fabrics that were then distressed. You know, so it was yeah. like a, a third-hand ball gown that she'd been wearing for five years yeah. and, you know, that kind of I thing. I would have
0: just put the tits up on a platter a little bit more. <laughs> I don't think she had tits. She had more tits than Elizabeth. Elizabeth was oh. flat as a board. And she could have... There were a lot of... You're you're missing out on the visuals Tristan is giving us a visual aid. Yeah, there's and, a lot of, like, There's man a lot meddling meddling of visual about the putting Tristan's the tits groups. up. And, and this, the whore, <laughs> did have some, some breasts compared to the other females. Like, Demelza was actually pretty flat, too. Um, yeah, but
2: Demelza was a scrawny little star.
0: Well, and so was Elizabeth. Elizabeth was super flat. So anyway, but she's like they, they could glamorous. have marked her as a horror in other ways without going to the 21st century. I'm just right. saying.
1: And Although I will say if I look at it from a 20... I would love to wear hair like that me gothing. Too. Oh, I, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I have worn hair like that. I can dig out some photos. We'll have to do that. For your post, let me okay. find the photos. Yes. I will scan that. Excellent. I okay. would totally scan that. One thought, Um, back to hair. Oh, crap. Where did it go? In uh, uh, the men's wigs. Okay. Well, I do hats. want to talk about
0: hats. Let me tell Oh, yet. and
1: actually we need to talk about men's hair.
0: Okay. Well, first, speaking of... I'm going to get my rant about the hats. One of my favorite... Not one of my favorite. Well, yes, sure. One of my favorite things about the original Poldark was um in the mining scenes in the original pole dock series they have um they they when they're mining they have um candles on their hats so they're wearing you know either tricorn or whatever hats and on the brim they have a candle stuck on you can't see this there's a lot of
2: gesticulation
0: (laughs) anyway i'll find a photo and i'll 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 post this um they have candles on because it's think of think of um, headlamps, modern headlamps. Well, this is the 18th century version, and apparently um, the writer Graham, something Graham. Anyway, the writer researched all this, and this is how they did it in the 18th century when they did mining. And it's so cool to see this in the series where they have these candle headlamps. On their hats, and I was going to do this for a picnic we had at GBCG and I, I didn't. But anyway, um, and they, but it and would they, have been really, it cool. would have been really cool. Would and they this picnic a long time ago before you were dark ages, um, apparently. <laughs> and and so it was really cool to see them in the you know they're in the little mines and they have the it's it's historical headlamps and it's really cool and it's actually you think about it that's what they would have that is what they did and you see them recreating that and it's like it's it's low tech and. I just I love these kind of low tech things that sometimes we overcomplicate things, particularly as reenactors, and all of us have done um, reenact reenactments, and sometimes we're like, oh, it's got to be oh super complicated. It's like, no, you just stick a fucking candle on your hat, and She's it works. She's really
1: excited about the candle hat. We I heard am. about this all through the first episode.
0: Well, they didn't do that in the pole dark twenty fifteen, and I was very disappointed. So that was the just personally story.
1: offended. I am.
0: They should have because it was a
1: low tech, cool thing, and it was it looks good on screen. Let's talk, I would like to talk a little bit about, actually really quickly, men's men's hair. Um, hair. I wanted to say that in general, um, I liked the men's wigs, which were primarily on the older men. My only beef um, was that nobody was wearing the sort of 1780s silhouette. They were all kind of wearing earlier silhouettes, which makes sense because a lot of um, 18th century hairstyles would sort of come into fashion and then continue to be worn as a mark of your profession or your class or your station or something like that. So you might, if you're a doctor, you're probably wearing a physical wig, which was fashionable in the 1730s, And but it's still the 1780s. Okay, that's fine. But there should have been at least one or two guys in a sort of slightly bushy 1780s style wig. But beyond that, I can live with that. Um, other than that, I liked that most of the young men were not wearing wigs, and with the older men it was a mishmash. With the younger men, there were definitely some fashion-forward hairstyles, particularly um, George George Warleggan, who is one of the big uh, villains, um, and he has this great hair for about 1820. It's perfect Regency hair, but it's not 1784. So apparently Cornwall can also be a fashion-forward hotbed. <laughs> oh, and Kendra would
0: love the um, original series because there were some really good men's wigs in, in there, including the bushy, crazy styles. And I'm edits, skeptical. So, I'm yeah. skeptical anything came from the 70s. Me too. You? Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know our audience has some people, a fair number of people of my generation, unlike these babies here, Um. Who watched the original series? So, mad props, you people. Speak out. By the way, Tristan is about eighty-five years old. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. And all (laughs) you people in your walkers like me can can shout
1: out. And you remember Robin Ellis? He's he's the real Proldark. Represent. That's right. We were noting that um, there were some good hats on uh, extras, mm. which then made us realize that most of the lead women weren't wearing hats, except occasionally when, like, out riding or something like that. I will say Elizabeth has one nice tricorn with a really pretty antique gold braid on it, and Verity is when she's out riding often has a little sort of tricorn-esque thing. Um, and we were debating uh, the whole like, you know, is it because they would think that a hat would obscure the face of one of the, you know the lead actresses? Why aren't they wearing hats? Because in my mind, hats frame the face and draw attention to the face. And particularly in this era, hats are so great. So it was funny just sort of pausing it on these extras and being like, wait, wait, there's actually some good hats in there. You know, put those on Elizabeth. It does seem to be a thing in more
0: recent productions to, to not put hats on the um, on the the principal actors and actresses um, because they I I do I swear it seems like the costume designers or the directors or somebody is saying ooh that'll obstruct the 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 face Um, but honestly it really does frame them and because you see this we saw this in Wolf Hall uh, it, it, I've seen this in a lot of the
1: the, the more recent, you know, masterpiece things, and
0: eh, it's
1: like, really? No, it's not true. It's also interesting. I mean, I think that it can vary. I don't think that you can say every production is the same. But I would say, I mean, certainly since the 90s, there's definitely been yeah. a pared-down aesthetic in fashion, especially in things like hair. Um, So I think that part of it is just echoing that. And I think because that's what we currently see, I think that there's a sense of if you want the, co- the costume film of whatever it is to look natural, like these are average-ish people, not kings and queens and that sort of thing. Then I think people go, they bring in that sort of modern aesthetic a bit more than they would in a production like, say, Marie Antoinette or something like that. Um, again, because I think that they think that that reads more modern. Um, and and more relatable, more averagey. So I yeah. I think it's it's an attempt for sort of naturalism, mm-hmm. but that actually brings in our modern aesthetic. True,
0: and you know this is something at every period. Whether you're looking at a historical film that's filmed in the six, 1960s, the nineteen eighties, the nineteen nineties, the you know twenty tens, whatever, you're gonna have you're seeing it through a filter of that period. Absolutely. So that's yes. that's apparently the period, the filter that we're seeing through right now. Right. Yes, um, I
1: love 1960s costume movies where they stick a bouffant with everything. Oh, I mean, I, I think those are hilarious. Yeah, it's true. Totally. I, I'm loving that, too. I want you to know that Sarah is over here uh, a skimming, bouffant through... On every... Look, oh, skimming through images of the 70s uh, production and sneering and then coming across pictures of... Aiden Turner. Ross, Turner as Ross Poldark and then swooning. Yeah,
2: right. So well, that's, that's what's happening
1: in the in the corner. I just,
2: just want to say, you know, Tristan was saying
0: like the wigs and stuff are really great in the original. Um, that's because you're just looking at. I was talking about the men too, for one, and not just Ross. I'm looking at the there. Uh, so I recently, Tristan is remembering things through a filter of of nostalgia. I'm. <laughs> I watched just yesterday. Um, I watched um, the first two episodes of the original uh, Pole Dark, and particularly on the secondary characters, okay. um, not necessarily Ross himself, because Ross has. He's like in a both. thousand
2: years old. I oh, know, shut God,
0: these people. Okay. <laughs> these, there are babies, and they have. They are prejudiced against anyone over 30. Well, no, I do
1: think that there's a, there's been a shift. If you think of, like, the Sean Connerys and that type, yeah. there's been a shift of younger and younger, uh, sort of, uh, both men and women, to yeah. be the hot lead. So somebody who used to be it's, 35 or 40 and hot is now... Old man. Uh, yeah, 22. Yeah. It's yeah. And
0: it's a total, it's a shift and it's a prejudice. It's, I, I think it's just ridiculous, personally. But, I mean, look um, at
1: how many TV shows used to have... You know, an older, I'm thinking of like what was that cop? It's, Streets of San Francisco. Those kinds of things. You'd have an older guy as your lead and character. It's not you older, no longer get It's that. just a, a different. A age. mature person. Yeah, and uh, you no longer get that at yeah. all.
0: And when I was talking about the wigs too, I was talking particularly because both in both uh, the current Bulldog and and the previous one, they Ross himself had his had crazy hair. Uh, just a fact I <laughs> didn't have a story that, but
1: that's also the lead thing that's, if we can't put the lead in something weird yeah. they have to look so attractive it
0: always comes off
2: weird though because they end up doing like this weird mishmash of like quasi 18th century and then and modern contemporary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then
1: especially five years later it looks like, totally dated yeah. I'm thinking of what
2: was it it was um uh not Maul Flanders um, what was the film how we watched it Fanny the, Hill Fanny Hill mm-hmm. it came out what was that one it was earlier the early 2000s yeah. version where the lead in it had like the frosted hair, the yes, lead romantic uh, yes. guy. Where yes, just you're the like, super frosted hair. what
0: the hell were they? Th-? And it and looked like I,
2: fake. It looked like a wig, yeah. it, like frosted
0: tips on a yeah. wig. But
2: yeah, it was supposed and, and to be like the hot look. That's I guess. Totally what they do. But then yeah. the
0: secondary characters in a lot of these films, and again, the original dark is the same way. They used much more historically accurate wigs on those characters, and the secondary ones. Yeah, they they look pretty passable. For the period it's supposed to be, um, particularly again, the men, uh, more than the women. But the mm-hmm. women kind of have that flaunty thing. So, you know, uh, I'm sure, you know, it's the same thing in this pole too. A lot of the secondary characters have more of the hats, more of the wigs, because, you know, and, and the other, a lot of it, they're getting them from Cost Prop, they're getting them from Angels, they're getting the same, a lot of times it's the exact same costumes. You know, they've been used in a million uh, productions. So, um, you know, they're not making the new mm-hmm. ones for the, the principal characters, which have to kind of, in, in the filmmakers' and, and designers' minds, appeal to a certain aesthetic that meets, you know, 2015, whatever, you know, we're, the audience we're going for. So, um, you know, there it is. That's, that's just going to happen on every, every production, for good or bad. There's anything else we'd like to um, throw out there, you know, good cost super good costumes, super bad, uh, good wigs, good bad, uh, accessories, anything that stood out there for. There were us. very few
1: accessories. It's true, there really weren't.
0: That was kind of a
1: not like, many yeah. Gloves, hats, They're or fee really, shoes, yeah. bags. Yeah. They're really the hats
0: we noticed were like, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Um other than that. That's 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 probably really you know, yeah. good. Um I you know, I love the story. I think it's it's a great. It's a very much the sweeping romance. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch, and now you get to watch it with super good eye candy on Aiden Turner. Aiden so Turner, my new boyfriend. Do it. You yeah. know, just just let the let the story roll over you. No,
2: as we say, let the art wash over it's you.
0: It's <laughs> art. It's just like it's <laughs> eh, It's all art. Yeah, okay, if well. it's
2: not art, it's jazz. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. So, any anything else? yeah oh i guess we were going to say a couple of sources definitely source. um, oh, yeah that's yeah some for, resources. i mean i clearly one of the you want to talk about so the 18th sources. century resources sure i was going to
1: offer a couple of sources for people who are interested in not necessarily what the you know royalty was wearing in the 18th century um a great book that's an older one is called dress in 18th century england by anne buck um i you could probably find it used you could definitely find it in a library and then there's a relatively recent one. It's about two years old. It's called The Dress of the People mm-hmm. by John Stiles. Um, the, so the first book by Anne Buck is very much sort of just an overview of 18th century fashion throughout, you know, England. But it definitely has more of a focus on sort of the average, middle class, upper class kind of people. Um, and then The Dress of the People is less of kind of an, an overview survey, um, but it, it gets really in-depth on the lower classes, the working classes, the peasantry, all of that. And it's a really interesting book, too. So I would say both of those. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to mention, if you were interested in patterns for, for clothing of, again, this sort of station, um, both the book Fitting and Proper, and I can't remember who the author is on that one, it's it's one of the uh, Williamsburg. Yes. Yeah. and then the other one would be costume close-up. Yeah. Um, Again, another another Williamsburg. So um, Williamsburg. Both of that's those would Vaum-Garner, be really good for Baumgartner.
0: So Baumgartner? I think so. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the second one is. Yeah.
1: So yeah. both of those would be good for if you wanted to look at patterns and construction detail and that sort of thing.
0: Anything for you? No,
2: nope, that's so, pretty much my slide. I mean, you can also go into Janet Arnold Patterns of Fashion too, of which talks about some 18th century costumes, but they're not. They're they're very specific costumes, True. Um, and they're more upper class than these ones are, but they'll give you a lot of interesting pattern notes and, and, and things that you, you know, you can take it as a, as a leap from. Um, that would be my suggestion.
0: And I'm going to shoot you towards the original Poldark series, which um, the both first series and second series are available on Amazon.com. Um, there, if you have Prime, I'm sure it's uh, cheaper, but it's three two nine nine per episode, so it's kind of uh, pricey. But also on Acorn TV, um, it's available for streaming, and the first month on Acorn is free. So sign up and then just watch those, and then you know decide whether or not you want the rest of the month or another month. So it's it's worth it to compare. Even just watch a few episodes and see um, what you think. You know, old versus new. Uh, get a little more in-depth in the story versus the kind of compressed timeline of the new one. Um, It's kind of fun, I I, I think. So there you go. Um, All right, so that's Poldark, and um, we'll have some more um, articles about Poldark um, 2015 more in-depth on our blog at frockflix.com, and we'll post those also on Twitter at frockflix, uh, and we're on Facebook at Frogflix, so um, feel free to comment let us know what you think of the series as you're watching it on pbs or if you've already watched it um, in the uk on bbc so uh, we hope to hear from you and um, that's about it for now thanks a lot